our leader. I ran into uh, one, a student a couple weeks ago. He's a, a player on the football team. He's a senior this year. And we were talking because he has prospects of kind of going to the next level. And so the idea that we may not have a football season, I, I was like, man, that must be really frustrating, really hard. Like this thing that you were hoping for, that it's not going to happen. And I was a little surprised. And he said, it's okay. Like, I'm still working out. You know, if I'm not playing, then I guess there's less chance to be injured. And, you know, and then, and then he proceeded to tell me, he goes, Father, remember last season when we, we prayed together um, right before a couple of games? And he goes, I, re- I realized later that those were the games that I hit, I hit like the longest field goal in, in, the, you know, in the division that year. And then I had like my best game the other time we prayed together. And I was like, I, I do remember. Um, but he was, he was just recalling like, you know, God, God was with me then. And I know that God's with me now too. That somehow God is always moving all things for our good, not in the way that we think he will or expect him to, but he is. In our first reading from the prophet Zechariah, the prophet speaks of how this savior king will come to save the people, but not in the way they thought, not with horses or chariots or swords, but he's going to come meek and humble riding on a colt, on an ass, the, a humble work animal. That he will not come with mighty power. He is powerful, but he will come with great peace. And so, and, and we hear this, this prophecy fulfilled when Jesus enters Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. That the king enters, the king comes, not in the way we expect him to. But can I be open to the way that he is coming in a way that's peaceful? St. Paul, in our second reading from Romans, talks about an aspect of how to cooperate with what God is doing. He says, we are people of flesh and spirit. And, And they're not opposed to each other. Sometimes we can be like, you know, the flesh is bad, the spirit is good. No. We are embodied spirits. You know, it's, it's good. But he said, but it's important to, that we want the spirit, the, especially the spirit of Christ, to guide our flesh, to, to guide our lives. That here I am in my life. You know, I get hungry. I have things that I need. I want things. But we want the spirit of God to direct those needs, the, the, the fleshly desires. Here's an image that, that I like helps us. In philosophy, Plato gives, gives us the image of a chariot. That in the chariot, you have you know, the, the driver of the chariot who knows where he wants to go. And then you have two horses. One horse is kind of the lead horse that, that chooses and, and kind of directs where the chariot's going to actually go. And the other horse is kind of the, the follow horse, but actually has a lot more of like the, the raw strength and the, the energy, but needs to be directed. 
And so Plato uses that analogy to talk about the human person, that we have intellect and will, we have, we have intellect, my reason, which thinks about where do I want to go? Where would it be good to go? But then I need my will, kind of the lead horse, to choose where to go. And then my, my passions, my energies, kind of help move me in that direction. And, and if any of that's off, it doesn't work, right? Like if I don't know where I'm going to go, I'm never going to get anywhere. Like, can you think of people like that? Can you think of ourselves at times? If we don't know where we're going to go, we don't go anywhere. Or sometimes we know where we want to go, but we lack the will to choose it. I know I shouldn't do this, but, you know, like, I know I, sh- you know, I, know I should do this, but, that's, do you feel that? That's, that's the strength of the will, which says, I will, I choose to do this thing that I know is good for me. And then our passion, if our passions are, if they're directing things, you know, um, you know, we get a pizza and then we eat the whole thing. You know, like you, if I listen to my passions, they're, they're going to take me in directions I don't want to go. You know, like, but. So, so, but when things are in harmony, when, when, when the, the passions are governed by the will, led by the intellect, man, we're going to fly. We're going to get to our destination. We're going we're to truly live. And so putting this back in the, what St. Paul tells us today, that when the Spirit of Christ is leading us and guiding my flesh and, and directing me where he, he knows is good for me, which is different than what I think. Sometimes, again, I don't, I don't always know what's good for me. God does and is trying to direct me there. In our gospel, Jesus kind of completes this picture. From Matthew 11, this is, hopefully these phrases kind of resonated with your heart, and these are phrases worth memorizing. I'll just, especially the end phrase, I'll, I'll repeat it. Where Jesus says, come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. And you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy, and my burden light. What is a, what is a yoke? A yoke, um, I did Bible study with the students, and one of the students is like, Father, what's a yoke? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, we're city folk. You know, like so, um, including myself. So I pulled up a picture, and it's, it's a harness. It's like a piece of wood, if you will, that goes over two animals. And so then it hooks to a plow, and then together the two animals kind of like plow the field. And, and, so, and so it's similar to the image that I like of you know, Plato's chariot, um, that you have these two horses. That are, so you have these two animals, and, and when they work together, man, they can, just, they can actually accomplish you know, multiple times more than if they were separate. But if the two animals are not in harmony and one's trying to go this way or one's like, I'm done for the day, and, you know, and the other one's trying to move, like it's just chaos. There's disharmony. There's a, a lack of peace. And so this, Jesus gives these people this image, which would have been familiar to them, of how Jesus is the one who wants to be yoked with us. That isn't to say that we are you know, enslaved to him, but rather that he wants to be with us. 
that I'm not in this alone, but that he is with me. And that he's the one who wants to actually guide me. That, that, that when I choose, like St. Paul says, to let the Spirit of Christ lead me, that, that we're actually going to go somewhere that I want to go, that, that's actually good for me. It's going to exceed my, my, my dreams. And it might be different than what I had set out, but it's going to be better. And so how do I, how do I allow Jesus to lead how do, I, how do I work with him? And that's the thing, too, is when we work with him, like when you have me doing the work and you have God doing the work, man, let's just be honest, like God's going to do all the work. And that's what he wants to do. So how do I know if Jesus is leading me? Well, first, am I, am I seeking him? Am I, am I turning to him in daily prayer? Am I, am I inviting him in? And choosing to let him be the Lord of my life. Lord, be the Savior King. You lead me. Here's the things I want, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seek you, turn my, my eyes to you, and let you lead me. The second thing is this image of peace. That one of the effects of, when we have the Spirit of Christ with us, one of the effects is peace. So do I have peace in my life? Or you could say, where do I have a lack of peace? Where is my peace stolen right now? What steals our peace? Well, it doesn't take too long to think about, right? There's a whole lot. But where there's a lack of peace, there's an invitation from the Lord. Because Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden light. So where, where do I feel burdened? And I actually see an invitation from God there that if I feel like a burden, if I feel a lack of peace, then I'm not, I'm not cooperating with him. I'm not letting him lead me, but I'm trying to do it all on my own. I went, went to a restaurant this week, and I know the, the owner, and he came over and said hello, and, and he just looked like serious like he looked like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders and I said how you doing man and he said I'm just nervous that given the conditions of our state that they're going to tighten things and I'm going to be shut down again which means no income for me but especially and it's beautiful this man shared this with me before like he's like but all my employees these are like my family and I want to take care of them and if I'm shut down then I can't take care of them. And you just, you just saw this, this stress. But here's the deal. Like, he, he can't control an outbreak of the coronavirus. He can't control if the governor shut him down. There's all these things that, that he can't control, and yet he feels responsible for them. Which I believe that if, if I feel a heavy burden... It's a symptom that I'm taking responsibility for something that's not mine. If I feel a heavy burden, it's a symptom that I'm taking responsibility for something that's not mine. Because Jesus says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And so all those things that burden us, I see this with students right now, like, I don't know, are we going to open, or do I stay home, and I have to make these decisions, or... The universal things they worry about, like, am I, am I going to meet the person I'm going to marry? You know, maybe I need to 
maybe I'm missing out because of this coronavirus. You know, like, I need to, like, go out. I need to, and it's like, take a breath. You're, you're taking a burden on that's not, you can't make that person appear. But what do I do when I feel that burden, when I feel that stress, when my peace is stolen? It's an invitation to go to the Lord. It, the Lord, he's making us aware of it. It's like, Lord, this is really burdening me. He's like, oh yeah? Tell me about that. He already knows, and he wants to hear all about it. And when I go to him with my burdens, that he, he listens, he relieves me of the responsibility to have to figure it out, to have to, to do it on my own. And what he gives me in exchange, he who is joy itself, he who is goodness itself, he who is the prince of peace, that instead I begin to experience his peace. To know that I have the savior of the world right with me. And that no matter how big this obstacle or struggle is in front of me, like, he's with me. And he's at peace. So why do I need to get worked up? If he's not worried, why do I need to be worried? And then we can begin to experience what he says in the gospel, that we can enter into his rest. That we can feel this peace no matter what's going on. You know, this, this past week, we, on Friday, we were having this event to update people on where we're at with this building project. And so we've had this plan for a while, and, and yet things have you know, as I said, got tightened and, and, you know, people are anxious. And so we're like, man, we can't do a big event like we wanted to, but why don't we could do a drive-through event where people could just kind of come by and, and, and we did and it was beautiful. But then like the day of, all of a sudden it like rained cats and dogs on Friday, right? Like, like, oh my gosh. And then our internet is going in and out. And that's why it even like cut out at the end and stuff like that. Like, oh my gosh. Um, and then, and then we start, we start, and then these two <laughs> homeless guys are walking in front of us, and they're in the background yelling at each other, and it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so everything finishes, and, and I just thought to myself, it is so strange and weird that right now, I feel peace. Because I can't control an outbreak of the coronavirus. I can't control the rain. I can't control if the internet's going to go in and out. I can't control people five feet from my property yelling at each other. I can't control these things. There's, things. there's little things that I can do, but all these things that I can't control, that I have an invitation in that moment to turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I can't control any of this, and I hate it. But I choose to give you control of my life. Lord, I place myself in your hands. You who hold the whole world in your power, I place myself in your hands. And that where I feel burdened and stressed, Lord, I, I give it to you. I tell him all about it. Lord, you are in charge. You desire my happiness and my peace. Lord, you are my just and loving Savior, moving all things for my good and our good. Lord, I place myself in your hands and I give you permission to lead me.